inside. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Commit liftoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, along with Doug McCary from His Light Ministries. And we are happy to be with you live from Jacksonville here on SWAT Radio today. It's Wednesday, May 10th. And Doug, just like we say every month, now May is flying by. And uh, we had a great uh, final SWAT meeting of the semester uh, this today. Uh, kind of a SWAT all call, as you called it. Where all the different groups Don't you came. Like that? The yeah, all call name. that was good. Yeah, all the different groups uh, from the Jacksonville area came together today at the Salem Center. We had lunch, and more importantly, we had your teaching on the last half of the last chapter of Acts, uh, closed by a a great excerpt from the movie The Apostle Paul. And it was uh, it was really great to be together today with everyone and hear a couple of newer guys uh, share some praises and prayer requests at the end of the meeting. So. You know what I I love about the Apostle Paul movie? I don't know if you remember, David, but when that movie came out, um, we ended up uh, having Andrew Hyatt, who was the the writer and the director of the movie on uh, SWAT Radio. So if you want to go back and listen to that interview, if you just go to past programs, go to SWATradio.com, and in the search, put in Andrew Hyatt, H-Y-A-T-T, you can actually hear the guy who wrote and directed this fascinating interview uh, with that guy and what he wanted to accomplish. Mm. And, you know, I just love Jim Caviezel is a good actor. I yep. think he plays Luke in, in this, which now after having taught through acts and yep. worked through, you know, Paul's missionary journeys and all that, I think it's going to, I, I'm going to see it a lot different. Absolutely. It was emotionally moving today. Uh, absolutely. Me. I think um, tools like the movie The Apostle Paul, like The Chosen, like going to Israel on your trip, like we've talked about many times, those tools, I'll call them, really help us, at least they help me, I guess I can speak for myself, I'm sure you'd agree, to to kind of put flesh and blood Mm-hmm. to these stories that we're so familiar with. And they're, I don't mean stories as in they're not true. These true stories that we read in Scripture, that these kind of shows that are so well done, mm-hmm. whether it's the movie about Paul or whether it's The Chosen or whether it's going on a trip to Israel, they really kind of help reinforce um, that these were real people and had real relationships and went through real hardships and did great things for the kingdom. Yeah, I I remember watching this movie when it first came out. And even then it was moving. I mean, it was moving because it was so well done. Unfortunately, in the Christian genre of movies, we haven't always had right good quality That's right. film. Yeah. But now we we are we're getting more and more and the the you know, God has taken more people into that career field because they see the digital media and the world, that whole right. world is a good way to convey. Uh, the Chosen is a good example right. of that, you know. So so well done. But I, I know what you mean. It, it is no, faith-based films, if you will, today are much different from what they used to be oh, in terms yeah. of production quality and yeah. all that. I, I, well, I, well, hey, I wanted to bring up something um, 
that I, I, I found interesting. Um, you know, Tucker Carlson got fired from Fox News. Nobody really still knows exactly why he got fired, but the reason it's significant is he was one of the most watched news guys. Out he was there. their top rated show. He was the top rated uh, show out there. And um, he, he just, I mean, like light years ahead of all the other programs. Well, since they've removed him, they've gone in the tanks. But he released something last night on Twitter that was interesting. Basically, what he, he said, he's going to start broadcasting a show on Twitter because he said it's the last arena where you can put truth out there and know that it, it can be challenged or it can be affirmed, but it doesn't matter. You can voice opinions both ways and right. people can decide. But what he shared about is what um, Moeller talked about in the briefing today. And, and what he said is that the how the issues are framed have a great deal to do with how we think about them. Mm -hmm. And what Tucker Carlson said last night in his little clip that he put out was, you know, you have been lied to by the media for the last 20, 30 years. They're lying to you because they lie to you, not necessarily with a direct bold-faced lie, but they frame issues in such a way that they edit out important information that would make you um, have more grasp of a particular issue if you knew it all, but they want to sway where you go with right, it. Right, right. And he said, this is in all news outlets. It's happening yep. everywhere. And, you know, we grow up, Lori and I were talking at the table about, you know, why there's so much stress in the world and uh, the, the the way we live today. Do you know when uh, in the New Testament times were, were happening, People weren't thinking about what was going on in India or China or other places. They're just worried about, are we going to get enough rain for our crops right. to grow? They're looking at their little world. And yes, we've made progress. But David, you have to admit all the progress we've brought uh, that has been brought about has brought about a lot of medical issues. Oh, as well. absolutely. I've said, I've said for a while. That all the things, just just to keep it very basic, all the things, let's say in the business world or the work world, that that were meant to make things easier and better for us, have just caused more headaches. Mm -hmm. Email, you know, instant messaging. It's created this world. Texting, uh, you know, uh, Zoom meetings. You know, they're they're good in and by themselves in certain ways, mm -hmm. but they've created this frenetic pace in the world where. Everybody wants everything immediately. I mean, I remember, I'm old enough to remember the days where you actually had to send something in the mail to a client. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember the first time I ever saw a fax machine, it was the size of a stove. <laughs> and I was, I <laughs> yeah. was amazed that I could Do you put remember this, the first this, computers? I mean, like, oh my gosh, yeah, they were huge. Right. Now you got it in your hand. Exactly. But to your point, all these things that are progress have actually caused... A lot of issues and a lot of problems, including medical issues, like yeah. you said. So, well, um, the, the reason I bring that up is when um, when Mueller was talking about it, 
he's talking about an article that came out in the New York Times where guys are saying that we have an epidemic of book banning in America. Did you know that? I wouldn't. I don't know that I would have thought of it as an epidemic. Well, I know it's an issue, but yeah. Well, he said that in 2022 there were 1,300 attempts to remove books mm-hmm. from public libraries, and he, you know, what he says is, listen, is that a high number or a low number? I mean, you, you know, what it's all relative, right? What it compares to, but uh, he just said like. If you look at one website for teachers, says that there are 90,000 public schools in the United States. And out of that 90,000 schools, there were 1,300 attempts by this one news source that said people are trying to ban books. So when they mention the number 1,300, you immediately think, wow, that's a lot of book banning going on people trying to ban books Mm -hmm. but 1300 out of 90,000 is not very many at all right and maybe um what they're doing is they're only presenting a part of the evidence to try to tailor their thing to make you fearful Mm -hmm. which is what the media has done for the past three years yeah exactly exactly and 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 on all these issues that we that are in the news today that we often touch on you would think the way the media reports them that the vast majority of Americans think the way that the media is reporting it. They mm-hmm. reporting it. They report things like we are in the minority if we think that what they're reporting is wrong. Yeah. Or we we're, we're, we take the opposite view. They want to make an individual feel like, well, you're in the minority. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Another example of it, and and we may have talked about this off air. You know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Right is running for president. He's challenging Biden and is running for president. And then then this is not about Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal. It's just an example. He has some very unique and outspoken views on a variety of topics. You mentioned the other day that he's it's now he's come out and basically talked about his theory on the JFK assassination. And and he's also had some very outspoken views on COVID. And he does have some inside information. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. He's got some very uh, different views than you would normally hear coming from someone on the left with respect to COVID and vaccines and all of those kinds of things. And ABC News interviewed him recently and then admitted afterwards that they edited the interview with him because they determined he was passing along disinformation or misinformation and and my immediate reaction to that is look abc report the news report what he said and then let the individual decide that doesn't happen it does not happen but that is that is free speech that is what we're, we're supposedly built on and used to in the country let individuals decide if what he's saying is right or wrong you, you, a few people, you know, at the news network don't make the decision that this is wrong. Let people decide. Yeah, and that's you know, gone but, by but the board. You boards. know what? Now the news agencies are controlled by sponsors. And the sponsors, the money, all that is what really controls the flow of news. Yep. And unfortunately, uh, we live in a time where really there there's not a lot of good options for news sources. And so the best option for for how to deal with the news 
is the Bible. Just stay in the Bible, and whatever happens, you you should have uh, <laughs> good principles there at least to live by. Hey, one other quick thing before we go to our break. I don't know if you remember, were you on a few weeks ago when we talked about sports betting and colleges? Uh, there was a Colorado uh, uni- University of uh, Colorado Boulder, I think, had signed an agreement with a sports wagering. So uh, they're, it's going huge everywhere, sports betting and betting on games. And we said this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you saw the head baseball coach for the University of Alabama just got fired. Yes. Because he was betting on games and there was an unusual pattern of activity. <laughs> right. Uh, especially between a baseball game, he was coaching. He was, he was, if I have this right, he was in contact with somebody in another state. Yes. Who was placing bets on an Alabama game and he was in communication with the Alabama Wait, does coach. Does he have an ability to alter that game? Yeah, absolutely. Does he, would, he get he would, money for that? You bet. He would, that's, that's, that's just a new way of what they used to call point shaving, yeah, right? Yeah. And, 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 he was giving this guy, I guess by phone or text or whatever, information on what was happening in the game and what he was going to do to take a pitcher out or make changes in the game. I don't know all the details, but yeah, I did read about that. That's yeah, so, nothing new under the sun, just so, a new way of doing it. So we have a responsibility. A lot of people say, well, you know what? Let them gamble. It's their deal. It's not my deal. We as believers have a responsibility, not just for our individual moral acts, but if we have an ability to vote or to say no right. to something that we think is harmful, which yeah. that clearly is, yep. we should act on well, that. Well, the gambling has become so mainstream. We're even seeing it now right right around our area, you know, right yeah. off the freeway. Yeah. Well, hmm. and here's the thing. If you're going to cheat, you better be a lot smarter because cell phones really today, right. you, you can't get away with anything. Yeah, that's you know? right. So. We're going to take our first break on SWAT radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question, and we'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Don Steve. Stevens here at MercyShips.org with today's Mercy Minute. Our hospital ships are run by professional volunteers, but there's one group that brings a unique perspective, the children of the volunteers on board. Lewis came to the Africa Mercy with his parents. At two years old, you might think there wasn't much for him to contribute, but you're wrong. 
Lewis became a bridge between cultures while with his parents in Senegal. When they were in town, the people would smile and talk to Lewis. After a few days, they knew his name, and soon friendships began to form. The power of Lewis' smile was also evidenced on the ship. After coming out of an intense surgery or a long shift in the engine room, our crew can be exhausted with all the responsibility. But God uses children to bring joy, energy, and life. At Mercy Ships, God doesn't just call individuals. He calls families. If you and your family believe you're being called to serve, visit mercyships.org volunteer. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. Listen online at ilovethetruth.com. SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary, glad you're with us as we come to you uh, from the Salem Center in Jacksonville, Florida, and as we finish up our two-year trek. Uh, yes, well, <laughs> through yeah, the book we got of this Acts. week and next, next week, week right? too. But we're 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 close. We finished up today uh, in the SWAT Bible studies and uh, with a great great finish to the book. And Doug, your teaching today was was great. I think it impacted everyone there. I know it did me and. Uh, Looking forward to continuing on uh, the first part of chapter 28 today. It was uh, convicting for sure. Yep. <laughs> uh, convicting yep. to me just working through it. Well, hey, if you're just tuning in this week um, to SWAT for the first time, we've been on a two-year journey, like David said, and we're in Acts 28. The Apostle Paul, who was... A guy who killed Christians, a guy who persecuted Christians, had his entire world turned upside down when he was on a mission to go arrest some Christians in a town called Damascus. And when he had this encounter with Jesus, yes, the risen Jesus, not Jesus in the flesh before the resurrection, but Jesus after the resurrection, Jesus said, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And uh, completely changed Paul's life. Paul becomes the greatest servant of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, after after this conversion. Gives us a new way of thinking, too, about us being the body of Christ. When Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? Yeah, he didn't say, why are you persecuting my people? That's right. And so this week, we're in the first uh, 16 verses, and we've been looking that as we see Paul, we see one of God's key leaders throughout time, really. I mean, like, you know, if you think about what he said to um, the people about John the Baptist, he says, you know, uh, there was nobody greater than John the Baptist. Now, you think about Moses and David and, um, you know, Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, yep. Joseph, Joseph. Yep. you think Daniel, Job, all these great Christian men, mm-hmm. and they were Christian. I call them Christian <clears throat> because they were, that's what true Judaism is. Yeah, and they're the still saved by Christ. Jesus. Yes. Yep. And so you think about these great 
men of faith. And Jesus said, in the kingdom, anybody in the kingdom is going to be greater than him. Mm. And so you think about, well, what made John the Baptist so great? I mean, you know, he he's great because he pointed people to Jesus. That he was the forerunner. He was the one who said, this is the lamb. This is the Messiah. Right. Well, after Christ died, I don't know that there's been an, a more prolific messenger of the gospel than Paul. Right. Traveled over 10,000 miles, going to all these places during that time period. And so Paul, we saw, had a life of service. And God calls you and me to a life of service. That was the thing we covered on Monday. Uh in verses 1 through 10, of how Paul was at, at this little island called Malta after the shipwreck. He basically rose from being a prisoner on a ship of 276 people to being the leader, helping these people have hope in a desperate time. Then they get on the island of Malta. He's serving out there, and that's what we covered Monday. Well, yesterday we talked about how he not only had a life of service, he had a love for God's sheep. And when he came to Italy, especially when he was in Puteoli, uh, he looked for brothers. He looked for believers and found them there, the church, and they were encouraged. And everywhere Paul went, he was always looking for the believers. And we talked a lot about that yesterday with Nick. And today we're going to focus on really verse 16. And verse 16 is um, really, Paul, we see this guy who's loyal to Jesus all the way through. And the title of the message is Faithful to the End. And, and, and really, you see Paul loyal as he goes through all these different encounters. I mean, my goodness, he's shipwrecked, he's beaten, he's snake bit, he's doing all these things. And you would think he would just like, okay, I want to go relax now, but no, he's continuing to be loyal. And we saw in verse 15, or we haven't done it. I'm going to have you read verse 15 and 16. And we're going to really just look at these two verses today and think about the loyalty of Paul toward Christ and, mm. and the call on our life to be loyal. In our country, Dave, we have a very conditional loyalty to Jesus, it appears. Uh if it's convenient, if it's um, if I'm up for it, then I'll be loyal. Mm. But don't ask me to sacrifice. Yeah. Don't ask me to be uncomfortable for him. And so that's what we're going to be looking at today is this whole idea of our loyalty to the Savior. In Paul, we see a leader who is loyal. And so uh, remember, they were in Malta on this little island we saw yesterday they sailed through Syracuse, which is on Sicily. Then they get to Regium, which is on the toe of Italy. And then they they were on a ship up to Puteoli. And Paul is now only 140 miles southwest of Rome. And uh, he's there. They're offloading. Uh, they, seven days they're there. And uh, they unloaded their grain. And, and Paul... Luke and Aristarchus enjoyed the hospitality of the Christian believers there. And uh, we saw that hospitality was a mark mm. of the early church. Right. And it should be a mark of our church. 
Uh, and so uh, read verses 15 and 16, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll make some comments. About yep. That. Well, and at the end of 14 in Acts 28, it says, and so we came to Rome, and then verse 15, and the brothers there, when they heard about us, came as far as the Forum of Apius, or Appius, and three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. And when we came into Rome, Paul was allowed to stay by himself with the soldier who guarded him. May God bless the reading of his word. And so here Paul is um, on the, Apudioli was actually on the Appian Way uh, up from the southern part of Rome, kind of the southern, you know how Rome, the Italy is a boot? I mean, like, you know, the boot there, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the, the southeast part of the boot, the Appian Way would go up the mm-hmm. the western seaboard up and then over to Rome. And Paul was there in Puteoli, which was, you know, on the Appian Way. Uh, and Puteoli itself was, um, I said, uh, I think 145 miles. That's where they started. They're, they're actually, uh, I think, only about 109 miles from uh, Rome now. And... That's, you know, you cover in a day, depending upon whether you're on horse or camel or foot, and it doesn't really say how they traveled. The guess was with that group of prisoners, they would have had them in some kind of horse-drawn carriage that had bars on it, you know, some kind of prisoner transport or something Mm -hmm. like that. So um, it was a, they were a few days away from Rome itself, but... I was thinking about what Paul wrote to the Galatians in Galatians 6, verse 9. He says, Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we don't get up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. And I was thinking about him being um, in Puteoli with those brothers and just how he must have been tired and and discouraged yeah. we know he was discouraged because yeah. it says he took courage after they were together yeah the importance of community yes and and you know just just to cut in there for a second i this is convicting to me and to read that hear that verse don't grow weary in doing good and to hear you talk about how paul was loyal and 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 didn't didn't let all the hardships make him say oh i need a break and how often I am the opposite of that, you know, that I'm just going through the motions or, mm-hmm. or I'm irritated because I've been too busy and have to do this thing. I wish I hadn't committed to, you know, you and I have kind of joked about that a little bit, but there's also so many times where I'm, I'm not wanting to do something right up until the moment I'm doing it. And then it's such a blessing and I'm so glad I did it. And I think that's what happens in our own flesh and with the enemy that he tries to discourage us from doing good our own flesh works against us sometimes in doing good but if we can pray for strength and get past that the blessing is often so great and uh you know i'm just i'm guilt i I speak from experience because there's been so many times where i've said yeah sure i'll do this or that act of service or whatever it is and then i you know, the day comes and I'm going, oh, why did I say yes to this? And then I'm always blessed by it. Well, I, ha- I had a guy say to me not too long ago, you know, um, I don't know what it is, but I just like 
I, I really struggle to want to come to SWAT meetings, but I'm always glad when I come after I leave. Mm-hmm. I, I feel fed spiritually. I, I'm around Christian brothers. Mm-hmm. Well, what we need to understand as believers is the enemy doesn't want us to do That's that. That's right. That's and so, right. of course, you're not going right. to want to go That's right. a lot of times until you start becoming a habit of getting involved with things like that but christians came from rome to meet paul 33 miles yeah. away and there wasn't no easy 33 that's right. mile trip that's right would you go 33 miles to see me dave absolutely <laughs> absolutely hey well we're gonna take it up there when we come back after the news and and look at 15 and 16 okay? yeah we're gonna take our break at the bottom of the hour for the news uh, give us a call in the next couple of segments if you'd like, 844-777-7928 on SWAT Radio, and we will be right back on the other side of the news. So there are storms that we don't see coming, and um, I think the only way we get through that is with prayer and with inviting God's presence yeah. into the mix. This is Focus on the Family Minute with Jody Burnt. Because there's not an easy answer. You can't say, why did he cheat? Why did our child have to die? Why did we have three years of separation and hatred? We don't have easy answers for that. But when we have um, over and over again, as I interviewed people, the thing that got them through those storms, those rocky times, was the comfort of God's presence. Mm. And you know, we see that again and again in scripture, Joseph getting thrown into the cistern and then tossed into prison. And over and over again, you read in his story, the guy who had the worst betrayals and God was with him. Hear more from Jody at familyminute.org. Expect some delays because of a crash on Butler Boulevard eastbound at the ramp to Belford Road, blocking the off-ramp right lane. Also, there's a multi-vehicle accident on the East Beltway 295 northbound at St. John's Bluff Road. And there's a broken-down vehicle on the West Beltway 295 northbound at the Buckman Bridge. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 69. Thursday, partly sunny, high 83. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed, for the good Lord has come. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary. Just talking to Brad Sykes during the break that the rambling man... Brad Sykes, he's on the road at his daughter's graduation out in Colorado, and good to good to catch up with him. Brad will be back next week, and we are looking at Acts chapter 28. We've been talking about verses 15 to 16 of Acts 28 and talking about uh, Paul's love. Uh, I'm sorry, that was uh, his uh, that Paul's was yesterday. Loyalty. That was yesterday. Paul's yeah, loyalty. You, 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 you missed that part. Paul's David. loyalty yeah. to Jesus. And uh, see, you just start talking to Brad, you got all discombobulated, <laughs> man. Well, and I during the break, we were talking. You know, right, right prior to the break, we were talking about how 
the enemy does discourage us from serving and doesn't want us to serve, and certainly our own flesh is weak and failing. But, but uh, I thought made me think of the the parable that Jesus told about the two sons that were asked to do something in the field by their father, and the first one said, "Oh, I'll do it," and then he never did. And the second one said, "Well, I'm not going to do it," but then he changed his mind and and went and did it. And the, Jesus' point was, who did the will of the father? And it was well, the one who who acted the one who did it. And so I guess I bring that up to to encourage all of us, including myself at the top of the list, that sometimes we're not going to feel like doing things, but the important thing is to do it anyway. And uh, it doesn't mean that we should, you know, I, I sometimes realize I go into, you know, something where I'm serving and I don't necessarily have the best attitude and I don't think that's right either. But on the other hand, it, the important thing is to act and do it even when our flesh is, failing and doesn't want to do it so well you know when you think about um who paul is and what he has done he has had a complete life change because paul did not know jesus prior to the damascus road he did i mean he knew about the name but he didn't know him because when he appeared to him he said, who are you, right? Who are you, Lord? He didn't know him. And in our culture, following Jesus has been really diluted to mean getting a stamp on a ticket to get on a train mm. to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't involve surrendering yourself to his teachings and obedience, um, even though it's optional for you in our culture. It's just not something that's really reinforced. Um, you know, even in challenging circumstances to obey him, and it's hard. Yeah. Uh, it's not easy. Right. Um, putting Jesus first in all areas of your life. D- David, you, you, I know you've, you've been around for almost as long as I have. <laughs> when you think of the Church of America, do you think of that kind of loyalty? Do you think of really trusting and obeying Jesus and uh and following him and really uh somebody that really shows a deep loyalty to yeah. him no it seems like it's more of a and so, sometimes it's more of like a a religious club right i think people people think about well if i go to church i'm being religious and it this is not about the gospel is not about being religious the gospel is about a relationship with jesus and recognizing our own need for him being adopted into god's family through faith in him and then what we're studying now being his ambassador and carrying out the work he has for us in the kingdom i mean that's about as simple as i guess i can put it and i and i want to emphasize in the relationship aspect though he owns us yeah yeah you don't hear that very often right because bought at at a price yeah we're, we're bought at a price but, you know, uh, Lori and I were talking last night about Egypt. And God told the children of Israel when he took them out of Egypt, he said, listen, I bought you. I bought you. Mm. You keep these commands. And because the commands are not burdensome to God's people, we recognize his love for us in giving us the commands. So it's not like all these commandments that we are given to obey are put there 
for some arbitrary measure. They're put there to help us represent God to the world around us. Yeah. And if we're living like the world, I said this in the meeting today, if we're living like we're loyal to the world, what good does it do to tell people about Jesus? Right. There's no life that matches that up. Paul understood that. And so these believers, Paul had written to these believers in uh, in Rome three years earlier. The letter to the Romans was written three years before this happened. And so Paul was very well known in the Christian community there. And they came to encourage and honor him. So they, they walked 30, 40 miles to come down there and see him. And, you know, when you think about this, think about Paul over in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, where Paul is talking um, about his own life. It's kind of like a little bit of a testimony of his life. And he says, listen, you know, we are commend ourselves in every way by great endurance and affliction, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonment, riots, labors, sleepless nights. He's just going through all these things he's experienced. And he says, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, and truthful speech, the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left through honor and dishonor. He says, we are treated as impostors, but we're true. We are as treated as unknown yet well-known, as dying but living, as punished and yet not killed. He's telling them to the Corinthians probably the same thing he's told the Romans. Listen, to the outside world, we're nothing. Mm. The world system is not going to value you for your love for Jesus. Now, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't walk with respect because of the integrity you have, but it's just saying that they're not going to value your value system. They're going to look at you and ridicule you, mock you, and that's what happens in our culture. So we shouldn't be surprised. But these believers loved Paul so much so they came. The Jews hated Paul. The Romans were afraid of him. There's no middle ground with Paul. And what I've found in my life, David, and I'm sure you would agree, that the more you walk with Jesus in alignment with his word and in a deep relationship with him, the more the people that either one don't want it or the people that are superficial about it, really, they don't want to hang around you too much. They don't want to hang around or they, they certainly don't want to hear about the truth. They don't want to talk about it. I've had people say to me, oh, well, you know, religion's a, it's a private thing. <laughs> yeah. Which is another way of saying, don't talk to me. It's about not it. private. It, yeah. now, first of all, anybody that tells you religion religion is a private thing, doesn't understand uh, the message of the Bible. Mm -hmm. It was, you will be my witnesses. Yeah, that, by that very statement makes it a public thing. Jesus right? died publicly. It is a personal thing. Yeah. It is right. personal as well as communal. Right. But, um, you know, Paul, all these things he's dealt with, the beatings, the uh, stoning, the all, all the the three shipwrecks paul in second corinthians 4 says these are light and momentary mm -hmm. afflictions he says we don't lose heart we you know 
our outer self is wasting away, but we're being renewed on the inside. There was um, a guy who started coming to the Beaches SWAT years ago. And um, he came to the Beaches SWAT and he didn't know it at the time. One of the guys invited him to come out there and he uh, started coming and he ended up trusting Christ, following Christ. Shortly after that, he got diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. And we ministered to him. We went to visit him at his house when he couldn't come anymore. And his outer body was literally wasting away before mm-hmm. our eyes. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, the joy that he had, the anticipation of seeing the king grew every yeah. day. Yeah. And um, it was really interesting to watch that and to be a part of that process that that scripture came alive to me watching it in somebody like that but that's what paul's saying he's saying listen we don't look to the things that are seen we look to the things that are unseen the things that are seen are transient the unseen things are eternal that's where his focus was that's how he could say in acts 2024 i don't count my life of any value he says or precious if only i may what finish my course Mm. if i may Finish the ministry I received from the Lord to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Mm. And that was Paul's heart. That's what he wanted to do because he was loyal to the Savior. Yeah. Um, and and it, Go ahead. And the way that we can, what's the only way we can possibly have that attitude, that these things are light and momentary, that, that we're wasting away outwardly, but inwardly we're being renewed. We can only get to that point or even hope to get to that point by being in the presence of God and by being with other believers, being in the word, being renewed by the spirit. There's no way we're going to get to that point on our own. Yeah. In verse 15, it says that Paul was encouraged by these believers. That's right. He he was discouraged before that. And so uh, when we come back, we're going to finish the last verse and uh, take calls if you want. We will be right back on SWAT radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Bullies have always been a part of playground politics. Most likely you remember a few of those tangles out on the schoolyard. Hi, I'm Mark Gregston with Parenting Today's Teens. Though we'll always find a handful of mean-spirited kids in class, the bullies today are using new weapons. The internet, texting, blogs, and Facebook all provide creative new ways to beat up on others verbally 
for all to see. As parents, we need to be aware of the damage inflicted by these digital bullies and step in to stop it whenever we can. Go the extra mile to protect your kids. Or if the bully actually lives under your roof, take away the tools of the trade. Just because bullies look different doesn't mean they're any less dangerous. Looking to make positive changes in your family? Check out the helpful resources from Mark Gregston online at parentingtodaysteens.org. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. Listen online at ilovethetruth.com. sky traced out by the city lights my world from a mile high best seat in the house tonight touchdown in the cold black top hold on for the sudden stop breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos welcome back to SWAT radio everyone David Gray and Doug McCary here with you in our last segment of the day on Wednesday and we are wrapping up uh, this section uh, of the last chapter of Acts, verses 15 and 16, uh, and talking about Paul's loyalty to Jesus. Yes, and we are. We just finished verse 15 and verse 16, really, just a couple of comments uh, quickly, that Paul finally made it to Rome. He was allowed to stay at home or stay in a like a residence there, chained to a member of the Praetorian Guard, the Imperial Guard. Would have been like a white-collar prison if he wasn't chained to the guard. Yeah. It, it <laughs> but been. think about that. Yeah. Think about being chained to someone yeah, 24 hours a day. Yeah, he wasn't kept in the uh, like a barracks of a prison camp like most criminals were, but he you know, received leave to stay in this lodging of his own. He had to pay for it. It was like a rented place. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it was a place where he could receive people. They could visit him. He was given extraordinary freedom in that sense, yeah. even though he was chained. Right. I mean, think about it today. You know, it's it's almost like a house arrest kind of, but right. instead of an ankle anklet or whatever, they 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 actually had him chained to a member of the Praetorian Guard. Now that's like the Secret Service guys. You wonder how many guards were in the rotation? How many different? What did they? Because you because you got to figure these guards either enjoyed listening to paul and may and we got to believe like we said some of them were probably became believers yeah, through listening to him others probably hated it and couldn't wait to get away well well we know in verse 23 of this chapter in verse 30 he actually received jewish uh leaders from the community there were like seven to ten synagogues there in rome at this time and um, he received a lot of different visitors there and so he was there. They would change guards every six hours or so. And so Paul had a ready audience for sharing the gospel on a continuous basis. And he was allowed to do that. Now, the what happened as a result of that was that Paul's, uh, Paul, I don't want to say his situation, uh, his he he became the talking point of the imperial guard. Mm-hmm. In fact, David, why don't you look up real quick Philippians one twelve, and okay. and listen while he's looking that up. If you want to call in um, and with any comments or questions about Paul 
or about what we were talking about, the loyalty to the Savior, anything we've talked about, call 844-777-7928, 844-777-7928. And, and Dave and I are happy to take calls about this and um, happy to to be able to uh, discuss. Yep. Go ahead, Dave. And yeah, Philippians 1.12 says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Yeah, keep reading. I want you to read all the way through 18. So Listen that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Okay, stop right there. So the the word about Paul being in prison because of Jesus has gone throughout the whole imperial guard. That's amazing right mm-hmm. there. But right. then it says that the brothers in Rome, meaning the Christian brothers, have been emboldened to share because when they would go visit Paul, guess what he's doing? He's evangelizing the Praetorian Guard. They're right. afraid of the Praetorian Guard. Right, right. And Paul's not afraid. He's That's why that one scene at the end of the movie, I yeah. like, yeah. where he embraces the centurion. Yeah. And, you know, again, David... Just going back, centurions throughout the Bible were all known for good. They, yeah. they, they weren't any bad centurions. And what's interesting, again, again, this isn't scripture, and we've talked about the chosen a few times. It's interesting that that angle is happening in the chosen between Peter and Gaius, yeah. the Roman centurion. And Gaius is very, he's done some good. And he's very curious and interested in Jesus. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And so I do like the way they kind of portray that there. Um, Well, so Paul writes Philippians while he's there. He writes Philippians, Ephesians, and Colossians, and Philemon. And, uh, you know, when you stop and think about Paul, it took him two years to get to Rome. And when I when I ask people, David, at the uh, the SWAT groups, why did it take Paul so long? Well, it's God's timing. That's true. But you know why? Go back and think, Claudius Lysias, um, the Sanhedrin, Felix, Festus, Agrippa, Bernice, um, Julius, Julius, uh, the leaders of Caesarea, all yeah. those leaders that right. came together when uh, Agrippa was there, Publius, right. the people on the island of Malta. Paul was most likely the one that helped start the church at Mal- Malta. Mm-hmm. And now members of the Praetorian Guard and Caesar's household. You know, sometimes we make our plans and God has a purpose beyond our plans right. that is bigger than our plans. And so... If you're disappointed because your plans aren't working out and you love him and you want to follow him, but it just ain't working out to do what you think you ought to do, maybe he has something different for you. Or maybe he's wanting you to connect with people around you for whatever reason right now. Did Paul get to Rome eventually? He did. Did he get there in the way that he thought he would? (laughs) Nope. He, He didn't. We walk by faith, not by sight. Mm. And we walk one day at a time. And that's why, you know, I love what Paul wrote in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. He says, rejoice always. Always, Lord, even when I'm getting beaten. Always, Lord, even when I'm in a shipwreck. 
always, Lord, when I'm getting snake bit, I rejoice in that, Lord. I, he says always, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Don't you hate it when you see the word always in Scripture? <laughs> rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, he says. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. This is God's will that we would rejoice always, pray always, and give thanks always. That, If you want to know what God's will is, you, you know, a lot of time people, I just want to yeah. know what God's will for my yeah. life is. Rejoice always, pray always, give thanks always. You and I both grew up in a culture that says you're never satisfied. And isn't that what Satan said in the garden? Mm, did God really say? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So as we think about this today, really, Dave, kind of to close our time, how do I demonstrate my loyalty to Jesus in my everyday life? Is it because I get up and take care of my family? Well, that can be a part of it. But the reality is, we spend more time in our churches. I said this today at lunch. You know, in a lot of churches, people focus on how to have better marriages, how to be better fathers, how to be better mothers. Um, you know, and you even hear some wacko preachers out there saying how to be more prosperous. Mm -hmm. That was not the mission of the church. Right. The mission of the church is how can I be more evangelistic? Yeah. How can I be more of a disciple maker? Yep. Those are the driving points of the church. Well, and to do both those things, you know what you got to do? You got to be more worshipful. Right. You got to be more in tune with our creator and with his son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. If you are walking in community with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, you don't have to figure out how to share the gospel. Yeah. You don't have to figure out how to make disciples. It happens. Yeah. Right? Yep. And those things you mentioned, and you said this at lunch today, being a better father, being a better husband, being a better friend, whatever it is, all those things are important. But they are a they will come from drawing closer to God. They will come from being in his presence regularly. They will come from following Jesus. They they come out of that. That those shouldn't be our first focus, following him and making disciples should be the first focus. These other things will fall in line. That's part of seek first the kingdom of God. Yes. Right? These things are all secondary, yeah. right? Yeah. But Why they'll all be added. Sorry. Go, go to uh, 1 Corinthians 15 and read verse 3, 4. Yep. 1 Corinthians five. 3 to 5. 1 uh, Corinthians 15, yeah. 3 to 5. For I delivered to you as of first importance Wait, as a what importance <laughs> first importance yeah what i also received that christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures that he was buried that he was raised on the third day and in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to cephas peter and then the 12 mm -hmm. yeah he appeared he died he was resurrected and he appeared this is the hope that we are to bring the people in the world, uh, the hope we're, we're hope bringers. And, you know, uh, Paul said later in that same chapter, if Christ hasn't been raised, then mm. our belief is in vain, right? It's waste. It's just useless. Right. And so as we go out today, 
just ask God, what practical things will help deepen my relationship with him in a way that, that I will be more loyal? We tend to be loyal to things we love, right, David? Right. I mean, that's, that's what drives our loyalty, isn't it? Sure. Do you want to know what you're loyal to? Open up your checkbook, open up your calendar, and see what is there. What is occupying your time? Mm -hmm. What is occupying your money? Uh, but he has definitely called us to be loyal. We see that in Paul. And like I shared on Monday, that uh, he calls his servants to a life of service, a love for the sheep, and a loyalty to the Savior. And that's our prayer for you today. Amen. Well, we're coming to the end of our time. Who do you have on tomorrow oh, as a guest? Oh, tomorrow I have... Oh, gosh. Oh, sorry. Uh, I put you on no, the no, spot. No, 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 no. Yeah, he's going to... Uh, he's... Gosh. He is from Denton, Texas, and his name is Johnson. I can't remember. Well, tune name. in tomorrow. But you're going to have to tune in. But he's got a fantastic story. I just